thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 134. So now I have confessed that he is thine, and I myself am mortgaged to thy will. Myself are forfeit, so that other mine thou wilt restore to my, be my comfort still. But thou wilt not, nor he will not be free, for thou art covetous, and he is kind. He learned but shorty-like to write for me under that bond that him as fast doth blind. The statute of thy beauty thou wilt take, thou assurer that puts forth all to use, and so a friend came debitor for my sake, so him I lose through my unkind abuse. Him have I lost, thou hast both him and me, he pays the whole, and yet I am not free. That was Sonnet 134 with an atrocious reading. I'm sorry, I'm still being intimidated by this Sainsbury's man sat outside my house. <laughs> um, that was Sonnet 134. I'm Mark we, we, we should say that we are recording since the last one. We, we are... Um... Recording this one straight after it, yeah. the, the Sainsbury's man hasn't been sitting outside <laughs> Mark's door for, for the last forty-eight hours. <laughs> no, no, he's it's only about ten minutes has passed. I am Mark Chesley, and I am joined as always by uh, a very early and very nice early. Well, I, 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 I'm I was trying to early. I I kind of meant in sense of you you jumped into the intro, which is my bit. That's kind of sorry. I, I apologise. I forgive you. It's fine. You were confusing the listeners, I, and 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 I thought I would help out. You'd help me <laughs> and clarify because you're very good at that. I am very good at clarifying. I have this knack for just always clarifying stuff, and people just go, "Oh, just shut up." Like, okay. <laughs> you you were you were quite patronising to me the other day on on Facebook. I, I believe your status started. Mark, <laughs> sigh. Did you even read yeah. what I posted? <laughs> it's like, I read it and went, oh dear, I'm being told off. <laughs> oh, I like doing that. Uh, it was it was quite fun. It, wor- it works better with friends, because friends are going to go, oh, it's just Jerry. But if I do it to strangers on Facebook, they just go, oh, you're a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm a little just... bit. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, I, I thought it was quite funny. Sonnet 134. I don't like the sonnet mainly because it has weird it's... words in it. Does it? Uh, Shorty like, I thought was quite. That weird. is that is a, that is a strange word. He learned but shorty like to write for me under that bond that him as fast to find. Very weird. I don't. Does does that mean something specific? Shorty line. It it sounds like shorty, the American word for um, nice looking girl. That, that's a, what I don't know that word. Shorty S H A W T Y, shorty. It's it's like a American um, colloquialism for a uh, a nice looking girl. Wow! Well, you are blowing my mind. Urban Dictionary again. I've gone to Urban Dictionary. Shorty, <laughs> fine ass woman or your girl. Fine-ass woman, shut up, shorty, how you doing? Girlfriend, me and my shorty just went to a sex shop yesterday and got some shit, yo. Wow, that's... Yeah, they, they, it's people like, um, well, in rap music sometimes, or, um, what's he called? The, the, the drunk Canadian kid, Justin Bieber, that's the one. He, there, there's some songs where he uses it, and, uh, there, there's a clip on YouTube, I'll, I'll find it, 
where okay. um, at, on Alan DeGeneres, the American um, talk show, where she has Hugh Laurie on, and they give each other words from like well British colloquialism and American colloquialism, and she just asks him whether short he is, and he just sits there and goes, "I shorty, shorty, I I don't know," and then comes up with a really weird explanation for what it could be. I I just presumed it meant short person. Yeah, apparently that was the origin, like a a, a small person, and then well, as as words evolve it it went quite quickly to uh to a nice looking girl okay weird see i'm i'm really not down with the kids down with the kids is where i should you, be you you I'm are not. you are one of the over 30 you are officially old to young people <laughs> because i may you, you, you are of that age where people in where, where kids in school go oh he's proper old <laughs> oh, just... oh no <laughs> and i have a beard as well that means kids in school have to be scared of me that's the rule that's why i wear that's, that's... why i have the beard so we don't have to deal with kids <laughs> even the kids on my street you can tell their parents have warned them about me yeah no that's because you're gay well yeah that and well and i went yellow <laughs> for a summer which is it's, yeah that, that that is also gonna <laughs> freak them out a little bit Mum, the guy down the road has yellow eyes. The what? gay man has turned yellow. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> That's why you should never go gay. Stop you taking those gay God, after school God classes. God will punish you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop taking the gay afternoon class. Yeah, well, yeah, you have after school activities. You know, you have like like knitting and D and D club and gay club and science club. I, I should have gone to gay club. They didn't have many boobs there. That, that was more in lesbian club. Hmm, maybe lesbian. I don't. I'm not sure. I would have been allowed in lesbian club. Probably not. No. I do look really good with long hair, though. Really? I don't think I've ever seen you. There, with long hair. there. There are a few photos of of me with long hair, but um, one of my friends gave me gave me her wig, <laughs> and um. I'm a very good-looking blonde. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. It's very, very sexy. I think it's on Instagram. I have an, uh, an, an image of you as as, uh, as a cross between a Scandinavian woman and uh, one of the women from the beginning trailers of, of um, Beach Baywatch. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. There was a... Um, we went to... Uh, my, my girlfriend has a, uh, an exhibition on at the moment... About body images, with with some of the people from her course, and that one of the other girls had an image of a drawing of a uh, a blonde with a beard, and and then they decided that that I look quite a lot like that woman. Excellent. And just and there it is. I I I shall send you the. Um, Excellent. This means nothing to image. our listeners now. This means absolutely nothing. You can post the, just post the link on the website when you put it up. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so go to the, go to the um, website, and there you'll be able to see this this image. Which there is will just... be a link to um, the Instagram of me, a very pretty blonde with a beard. Wow! Wow! <laughs> that's I have no words. They should have sent a poet. That's that's amazing. That... Yeah. Right. Okay. Just we need to distract that girlfriends. <laughs> That image needs to go from my head. We need to talk about the sonnet more. That's just wrong. So many levels of wrong. It's almost as bad as me with a mullet. 
which was, was <laughs> scary. Right, so what do you think of Sonic 134? 134, that's what we're talking about here. It's, I, I, I was, I don't know, I was halfway through looking up if Shorty like meant something. <laughs> the line of this, of it, the line is of uncertain meaning. Oh good, that's always useful, hmm. when even the academics don't know what's going on. It is interpreted by many as showing that the friend went to plead with the lady on behalf of the poet. And also to advance his love affair, but fell in love with her instead. Himself instead. Because the whole <clears throat> sonnet has a has that kind of money lending theme running through it, or, or money running yeah, through which, it. Yeah, which which is a theme we've had before yes. in sonnets. <clears throat> and it seems to be one that Shakespeare quite favours when it comes to love. He likes seeing love as in this kind of in debt, a money transaction. Yeah, kind of. which I suppose, I mean, biblically it was marriage was well even was at a... his time still marriage was wasn't for love yeah marriage was, was very much a political involved. affair or a uh, transfer of land and and property yeah it which just, is weird but it, i mean which was kind of weird when people go about oh homosexuals marrying yes it's... is not um it's not traditional marriage it's like you're married you probably married Kinda for love, if right-wing people can feel love, <laughs> and, and that is not traditional either. Just no marrying... traditional marriage is is just a partnership, a legal partnership, to, to transfer property to the man, or, or title, a, a, a royal title to the man. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, marriage is never, it's always changed, it's always changed as we gone through life but and but if all... we let if we let homosexuals marry then then next they want to be polyamorists who want to get married and then people want to marry dogs yeah and, and Cause... we'll have monkey sex in churches <laughs> and and <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what i'm campaigning for is monkey sex in churches i that would actually be quite funny <laughs> Like, like not the... humans with monkeys, just monkeys. Did you see the eagle thing in in a church in America, which was disgusting? They um they got this eagle. I don't know what it was. It was one of those big American eagles, and it was in one of those massive churches they have in America. And they decided it would be a good idea to let this eagle out to fly around inside this big church. And what happened is all the Americans went absolutely nuts, started chanting USA, USA, as they do quite a lot. Um, which yeah. Hawks don't tend to like, or eagles don't tend to like loud noises. So this eagle goes. Which in a church as well, there's, it's going to be very, very loud because they're built for echo. Yep. So it gets scared out of its mind. It flies round and round, sees what it thinks is an open air, flies full speed into it. It was a window and breaks its neck and dies. And it's just well done. This church just killed a majestic animal by chanting the phrase USA over and over again. Power of Christ. That's. that's... So basically, it was sacrifice. They did an animal sacrifice, whether they know it or not. They did an animal sacrifice. It's it's just that, that is horrific. Quite upsetting. Don't know why we're talking. Although about I, this. I did like the um the Pope was it last week, when he released the doves, as a symbol of peace, and and as soon as he'd let go of them, was it pigeons or something? Something else? Some other bird immediately attacked the doves and killed them and ate them. <laughs> If that's not a message like, from oh, their God. there's a sign from God. 
That's amazing, because the next step, you know there's going to be discussions about, well, next time we release the dove, should we have some sort of sniper unit to get rid of all the birds of prey? (laughs) Oh, dearie me. So Sonic 134, um, (laughs) yeah, it's very monetary transaction-y, and it, it seems to say... Again, that the the if it is the fair youth, the friend, let's call him the friend for the moment, is as much in love with the dark lady as, as Shakespeare is. I think. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um, the the statue of thy beauty that will take the usura. Uh, is it? Did we? I, I still don't know how to pronounce it. It's a money lender. Yeah. I remember that much, but, but I, I don't remember what. Um... What the pronunciation was. Asura. Asura. That was Asura that puts forth or to use and sue a friend came debtor for my sake. So him I lose through my unkind abuse. So it seems to suggest that uh, Shakespeare's having to make a choice between the friend and the woman. Which is made complex because the friend is presumably going through a very similar mental exercise. And what we've not seen here, which is very indicative of the times, is how the Dark Lady feels about this. We will probably never. We will never know. It, it's not even it's, brought into. It's it's no matter so, what the lady thinks. Yeah, she she gets whoever of the two men whoever just wins this competition. She gets. There's no choice on her part. Which is a very. I don't know if it still exists today, but it very much still existed in the 20th century, the whole fighting over a woman and then the winner gets the woman kind of thing. And it's just like, maybe the woman likes the other one or or really doesn't care for either of them. Was it the Knight's Tale? In the Knight's Tale by Chaucer, the, the two knights, one invokes... Mars and one invokes Venus. Invokes Venus um, when they're because they're fighting for, and the winner of the joust gets the princess or the bride or whoever it is. Yeah, um, yeah. And the one that invokes Mars wins the joust, but in doing so receives a deadly blow. Whereas the one who invoked Venus lost the joust but survives and therefore gets the love of the woman. And it's like, where's the woman's choice? It's utterly bizarre, and and I know- the woman has no choice. Why would she? She's a yeah. woman, Mark. And I understand that I'm very much a product of my times, but surely back even then there must have been people going, sure, but shouldn't she get to choose that? Maybe not. I don't. There probably were, but they're not the people who survived because just history decided that that wasn't the common view. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were people in the Middle Ages who weren't big fans of witch hunting and, and burning people at the stake. And, and, and as I'm sure today, well, I know today there are not there are people who aren't homophobes or racists, but we will probably still be remembered as a time full of homophobia and racism. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's weird. It's very much weird how much of a product of our own time you become. Very strange. Um, I I don't have a huge amount more to say about this sonnet, mainly because it's pretty convoluted. We we seem to be in a run of sonnets which are very uh, I, I, academic, and that's probably the wrong word to describe. They're very dense sonnets. They're the kind of thing that you yeah, yeah. read and analyze and think about a lot, which is, isn't 
there is a joy to be had in reading poems that are like that, but not necessarily the best joy, I think. But then the notes I have on on this website, there aren't that many, like, like compared to other ones that were easier to read. Okay. It's it's very very short. It's mainly just explanations of terms. Okay. Just so so it doesn't it the the it it seems to be one of those very simple idea expressed in a very complicated way. Yeah, there, and then just there does seem to be a lot of of complex complexity to this for the sake of complexity. Yeah, which is kind of what money is. Yeah. There is no. You 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 make investments and speculation and and you turn something that is essentially just I give you this, you give me that into an incredibly complex system. Yeah, that. I think that makes and it's sense. like if I didn't give you this, but but I promised you that I would give it to you in the future, then you might get something more out of it. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, money is very complex. Having just done a tax return, I hate tax returns. For for I I don't know it, how how common it is if we if we have American listeners, which I think we do. In the UK, generally tax is is taken by our. Well, it's it's paid for as we earn by our employers so we get a monthly check from our employers or a weekly check which has tax taken out of it so we don't worry about tax generally because it's all done for us the problem is is when you have a business or you're self-employed or you do freelance work you then have to do a self-assessment tax return and i think that leads us into a system that's very much like the american system um where you you fill out forms and stuff but it's hugely complex because all of our systems have been set up for businesses and big businesses at that. So when you're filling it in as a as a sole trader or as a, uh, a small business like like in areas, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, I I spent about probably ten minutes filling in numbers at an hour and a half reading the things like there's like a, been next to every single field on the form online there's like a question mark to help you i, I spent like an hour and a half just reading every single one and like, oh that doesn't apply mm. oh that that's for for businesses that have like over ninety thousand pounds and i read 16 paragraphs on this before he told me that it doesn't actually apply to me because i didn't make sixty thousand grand like, yeah sixty thousand pounds last year and just like and the problem is is if you do the slightest thing wrong you put a number in the wrong field you get to the end and it goes you owe us fifteen thousand pounds in tax and you're like no no i know that's wrong because i i you can roughly know how much you owe ah oh, it's a horrible system that oh wow it's done and dusted for another year yeah yeah i i i i'm I've promised myself I would do it earlier because I did it on like the 29th of January, which is like the 31st at midnight, as in onto the 1st, is the final deadline. It has to, if it doesn't, if it's not in, yeah, you get fined £100 and then every month and then every day. And then, I mean, I, I had it done in a day, but it's just, I, I would have much more rather have spread it out over several days just the whole your, your head is just full of legal terms at the end of the day and you go i don't and I, I don't know i kind of started to doubt whether i'd done everything correctly like what i what came out at the end like the whole you earned so much money this year and and you owe us this much tax like it, it all 
seemed all right and it, it, it sounded like that would be the case but then you kind of go i don't actually i'm not sure should i have paid for an accountant because there are still <laughs> words i'm not quite sure what the hell they meant but there were numbers way beyond what i earned so i didn't really fill them in yeah it's just yeah crazy crazy system and and a bit like love, and maybe that's what Shakespeare's getting on about here. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah, that was a good yeah. segue. Lo- lo- being in love is like filling in a tax return for HMRC. <laughs> <laughs> there are terms you don't understand. There are multiplications that happen. You say one phrase innocently one day, and then four weeks later, and it's then a big it comes issue. back to haunt you. Yeah, yeah. See, I think it's it's very similar. There's an, there's an interest repayment with love, and you think in <laughs> thirty five years I won't have I will own my love. And and yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. And then the bank comes and goes. No, this house is ours now. Yes, your your love is ours. We own it. And and someone can gazump you, which uh, which is when you buy a house and someone un- overpays. And, oh, there's definitely a poem there somewhere. Maybe we should we should write to Shakespeare and get him to do one. We we should yeah. I I don't unless we also build a time machine. We we can do which that. I think sad. It I yeah. Scientists still seem to disagree whether it's possible or not. It's not traveling to the future is easy. Um, traveling, to yeah, the, because you just need to cre- well, just travel, travel fast. faster than. Well, no, just travel fast. You, you, time slows down for you as you travel fast. So that's well, fine. even on Earth, you, the time moves differently. Hmm. If, if the, the closer you get to the equator, the more your speed changes. So yeah, yeah. But well, it's, it's like a micro nanosecond it's not noticeable on earth but yeah but traveling to the past is a bit yeah is 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 interesting so maybe maybe it'll be possible one day but most likely if it is possible it won't be possible before a certain point if that makes sense so it's my understanding in this is physics well beyond what i've ever studied if you were to create a machine you'd be able to go back to that point when the machine was created so yeah you wouldn't go back before that further into the past because you'd need a something to hook onto i i is one of my understandings anyway but anyway yeah but then you have are they called tachyons the um particles that they think move backwards in time they've never been proven to exist i don't believe yeah they've never been well and everything in this is theoretical Hmm. it's all very weird i think you should read sonic 144 the sonic which got us talking about time travel and mortgages. Before we get into uh, Heisenberg and uh, quantum mechanics. Which is fun, but maybe not in a Shakespeare it's podcast. Not, not for this podcast. No. No. Sonnet 134. So now have I confessed that he is thine, and I myself am mortgaged to thy vill. Vill? Yeah, I, hmm. yeah, that was an odd... Yeah. Go for it. It's the European way. Yes, it's very strange to pronounce a W as an as an O. Very Welsh. I want to start over because it's going to confuse me now. Okay. So now I have confessed. You, you that start over. That's you fine. interrupted me. <laughs> I didn't so say how- anything. <laughs> Just as I started reading again. Is, is the Sainsbury's man there? I heard your phone. No, it's someone else. <laughs> I'm just being quiet now. So now I had... This is just, <laughs> I'm screwing it up now. <laughs> the second okay, word. Okay, breathe. Second breathe, word. Jerry. I can, I can totally pronounce the word now. Mm. 
You're doing well here. Sonnet 134. So now I have confessed that he is thine, and I myself am mortgaged to thy will. Myself I'll forfeit to that other mine thou wilt restore to be more my comforts. This isn't going well. No, it's it's not. I'm not going to lie to you, it's not. <laughs> I did the last one so perfectly. <sighs> I can do this. Okay, you can. Where's the whiskey? Do you want me to do every other word for you or something? That's, that, that would be very confusing. <laughs> We can do that for the last sonnet. Okay. That uh, that could be the special sonnet. <laughs> <laughs> sonnet 134. So now I have confessed that he is thine, and I myself am mortgaged to thy will. Myself I'll forfeit, so that other mine thou wilt restore to be my comfort still. But those wilt not, nor he will not be free, for thou art covetous, and he is kind. He learned, but shorty like, to write for me, under that bond that him as fast doth bind. The statute of thy beauty thou wilt take, thou Azura, that puttst forth all to use, and so a friend came debtor for my sake, so him I lose through my unkind abuse. Him have I lost, thou hast both him and me, he pays the whole, and yet am I not free. It's actually a really nice sonnet. What, to, to read, you mean? No, just the kind of... The, the, especially towards the end. You you have him and me, and I have neither. That's a very... Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly sad. She, she through, through her very... financial wranglings, has managed to own both men. Yeah, is... and, and, and Shakespeare has lost both of them. Yeah. But he likes that. Shakespeare likes that giving away his power. He likes the idea of being owned. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of one of those, I like control in real life and then get spanked in the bedroom. Yeah, but I could imagine Shakespeare had a kinkier side. I bet I bet he's, he wore he is, his... He is totally I a... I bet yeah. he wore his what frilly thing, Cis- sadomasochist. I bet he wore his frilly thing around his neck just that bit too tight. Because he <laughs> liked it. He's, because then they have the... Um, the white fluffy things in his time still. Yes, yeah. Those massive white rings. They just wear a collar underneath that. <laughs> a little dog collar. Which he a could have made. little dog collar and then put his... His dad being a glover. <laughs> he could have made that. Yeah, yeah. He made his own dog collar <laughs> and then wore those, whatever they're called, the massive white Pretty fluffy thing. things. That was Sonic 134. <laughs> Ish. Um, <laughs> BDSM with Shakespeare. This is Shakespeare Silence. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. Uh, and we are tumbling tumblers. Tum- I don't know what the how what phrase they use. Tum tumbling. We are tumbling now. Yeah, that work. We're tumbling now, and you can follow us on Tumblr. Tumblr is it follow on Tumblr? See, these are the things I don't know. You can like us on. Tumblr. I, th- I think it's. Follow. follow. Yeah, follow. People who follow us. Yeah, follow us on Tumblr. entertainment.tumblr.com. Or there's a link on our website. There's just the T. Click on the T and, and you'll go through. And there's posts, awesome posts of awesomeness, and it's good. Um, that was Sonic 134. We shall be back for Sonic 135 next time, and we shall see you later. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis.
This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.